What's going on, guys? Episode number 11 of Two Door Brothers in a Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a lot of great stuff to cover on this episode. Um, please make sure you guys head over to our Twitter, uh, Two Dope Podcast, and give us some feedback. Show us some love. We'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, please make sure you're sharing the podcast with all your crazy, uh, messed up friends. Don't share it with your boss unless you've got like one of those super cool bosses who probably hangs out and drinks beers with you. Then please, by all means, share it with your boss. You'll probably find it just as awesome as you do. Um, but guys, this is episode number 11. Uh, check it out and we hope you enjoy. Thanks. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up, man? Not a lot. How are you? Uh, kicking it with the tasty groove. Kicking it with the tasty groove. I like that. Yeah, man. I'm going to use that from now on. I think that's my motivational, inspirational uh, quote to start every day. All right. All right. So welcome back, everybody, to uh, episode 11 of Two Dope Brothers and a Podcast. Um, it has been an absolutely fantastic week. Um, Thanksgiving festivities have concluded and uh, life is back to normal. Um, a lot of exciting things in the sports world. Um, Christmas is right around the corner. So, you know, everything's looking up and up, Chris. I feel like uh, tis the season, my friend. Tis the season. Yeah, tis the season. Uh, um, my birthday is uh, sometime soon, I think. Ah, yes. Off me. Uh, I just got back from riding on a train from up in the mountains, which was a uh, really a fantastic adventure, actually. Did you so? Did you go? On, it's a good time. Did you go on a journey of uh, self discovery or? Uh... No, it was for work. It was a mandatory trip, but actually, it ended up being kind of cool. I was uh, not super forward, like looking forward to it. Um, the train got delayed six hours, which was a little bit inconvenient, but we made the best of it. We uh, chilled out and had some cocktails in Union Station in downtown Denver, and then we uh, got on the train and rode it up to Winter Park, and it was a scenic route through like twenty four tunnels and. Uh, it was pretty dope. It was it was uh, it was a fun time, man. Did you get back in touch with uh, nature and kind of feel yourself become one with the earth again? No, uh, I I bombed down a hill on a tube uh, about fifty seven times in sixty minutes. I had the most fun since I've had since I was like seven years old when I got uh, amnesia sledding. Um, mm. But yeah, it was it was a good time, bro. I, I had a really fun week with some of my work buddies. It was nice. Nice. Well, it sounds like you had a great time, Chris. Uh, I have uh, I have accomplished a feat in my dad life that uh, has made me very proud. Um, my son is officially into science fiction, and I couldn't be more proud as a father um, to have sat and watched Godzilla with my son this evening. Um, it was a, a great moment to watch him uh, wonder and excitement at Godzilla's like super powered heat breath, and um, he was battling Mothra, and so he thought it was pretty much the coolest thing that has ever existed in this world, and uh, it, it just made me happy. It kind of brought a tear to my eye. I might I might have welled up, and I may have cried a little bit. Wow, which uh, which which Godzilla movie? Uh, the one from 2014. Hmm. Hmm. Is that the one with the rock in it? Maybe no, the rocks. Not oh, haven't in seen it. Then. Any haven't seen it. Movies. Don't, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Well, it's okay. You didn't have to see it. It's, <laughs> it. It was. It was a moment. It was a moment, Chris. That 
I'm glad. I I didn't know if it was like a scary movie or if it was a. I didn't know what kind of like genre it was, but I'm glad that uh, the big eye is checking the movies out like that. It's nice when they're uh, getting a little bit older and they can watch a little bit more mature things than than Peppa Pig or some bullshit. <laughs> still, you still stuck on Peppa Pig? Oh fuck! Cash never even calls gas gas. He only calls it petrol because of Peppa Pig's bitch ass. <laughs> Excuse me, Dad. Can we stop and get some petrol for the truck? Daddy, Daddy Pig, I think we need to stop for some petrol. And I'm like, oh, God. All right. <laughs> the British are ruining your son one cheesy cartoon at a time, Chris. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, man. So um, I guess we should probably talk about the finale of uh, Husker football. Yeah, and, let's do it. Let's, let's get into that. And the heartbreaker it was, uh, Nebraska – uh, narrowly losing to Iowa on a last-second field goal opportunity um, and uh, closed out the season with only four wins. Uh, kind of a bummer. But, uh, you know, it, it was a fitting end to the season. Um, it was competitive game. Um, it was a very competitive game. <laughs> it just didn't go the way we wanted, um, much like a lot of the games earlier in the season. But, you know, obviously, it, uh, it, it, it's the changing of the tide. Second half of the season was uh, much improved over the first half. And it uh, looks like our Huskers are, you know, kind of getting their act together. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll see more of them. Obviously, no bowl this year, but hopefully we'll see uh, some more of the same things we saw at the end of this season, um, hopefully starting out in the first half next season. Um, but your thoughts on the season thus far, Chris? Um, well, this year's four and eight feels a hell of a lot better than last year's four and eight. Um, I, I've seen a lot of promise. I'm excited. I, I think we're going to be really, really good. I'm, I'm optimistic at what the season ended. Like I thought it was interesting that Scott Frost said, Iowa was bigger and stronger and more athletic than us. And I never thought we'd see that from a Nebraska team. But that's something we can fix, and we're going to fix it. I thought that was awesome. I like the swag that he has. I like the – he always seems to say the right thing. Um, it's this, this is the kind of shit I want to hear. He's not – you know, I thought Mike Riley was, was kind of a herb. He was just kind of an old man. He, like, didn't really carry himself with a lot of, like, confidence. He was nice. He was – he was like that guy that you would go buy uh, beer from in a local, like – grocery store or a little local liquor store you know he was like that nice neighborly guy but he wasn't like a badass football coach mm. and I think that's what Scott Frost is I see him with all these kids you know in the in the on, on the Twitter uh you know take a picture of him in the living room like he just looks like a dude that's like I'm gonna go win some national championships and you're gonna come with me or you're not um I like that I I'm really really excited about him yeah, no, I feel the same way. And, um, you know, I just think, again, it's going to do uh, wonders for recruitment. Um, having Scott Frost there and actually having some, uh, you know, some things to talk about now. Um, so hopefully, you know, next year we've got a, a, a co- equally slightly more competitive team than, than this year. And um, I think, you know, what they do in the recruitment, uh, the strength and development program for those kids that just got there, I think that's going to, really helped turn the page uh, for next season. So um, big, big setup. Um, but the college football playoffs uh, are essentially almost set. Um, and we have uh, some controversy, if we will, Chris. And I think it's a good uh, forum here to talk about it. 
Um, so you got Alabama sitting at number one. You got Clemson sitting at two. You got Notre Dame at three. And after Michigan's um, ass whooping at the hands of Ohio State, you now have Georgia sitting at number four. Um, let me get your thoughts on this first, and then we'll talk about the nightmare scenarios, which probably will unfold this weekend. I hate the SEC, man. I I hate that Georgia's up at four. I, I don't – I mean, I, I, I don't know who you play against Alabama to make it be competitive, though. Like, it's – like, if it's – if it's Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma gets their asses whooped. If it's Ohio State, they get their asses whooped. I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe Georgia is the team. I see some people out there saying it should be uh UCF and that's that's just laughable. I mean, they'd finally get what they want and they're going to they would get an absolute ass stomping, <laughs> especially now that McKenzie Milton's out, but yeah. You know, I I, I, I I mean, yeah, you got to put Georgia in there. They they're going to give them the best game, I think, but probably won't. It won't be much of a game. I I hate it. Um, I want to see eight teams. I I want to see more of a more teams get a shot than the usual suspects. You know, if somebody starts mm-hmm. really gelling, well, you know, and like this year, I know there's I know there's the rule of of six wins to get into a bowl game, and I know sometimes they break that rule for five if they they if they have some sort of strength of schedule where they're a really popular team. I think it's kind of a, a subjective type offering, but you know, I think teams like a Nebraska that's really trending up towards the end of the year should get to be eligible for a bowl game. And I think you should have more teams in the college football playoff. I think it should be more about how you're playing towards the end of the season. So, you know, let Georgia get in there, and get a little hot and see what's going on. You know, I don't mind that, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I would completely agree. And I think you, you've got a nightmare situation brewing. Um, it, it, it's nightmarish, I say, for everybody else. But if you're an SEC fan, I think it's what you're rooting for. And what I'm alluding to is the fact that the best thing for the SEC is for Georgia to actually beat Alabama in the conference championship simply for the fact that a one-loss Alabama team is still a top-four contender and thus you will most likely end up with two SEC teams in this uh, playoff. However, if Alabama absolutely annihilates uh, and let's just say Oklahoma uh, handles their business against Texas and wins their uh, the Big 12, is it enough of an argument, Chris, to say that a two-loss Georgia team is still better than a one-loss Oklahoma team at the end of the day? Yeah. I, you know, I watched uh, – was it Oklahoma and West Virginia the other day when they scored 84 to 95 or whatever the final score was of that track meet. <laughs> um, I don't think they're that good, really. You Defense wins championships in my book and I think in everybody else's book. And so I think that Big 12 – I think that just – I think Oklahoma just gets molly walked. I, I really do. Um, By yeah, Texas? I, no, if they make it into – If the, they make it in, okay. If they make – Alabama plays them, okay. beats the brakes off them, you know. So I, I want to see the best game. And if it's – if it's if Georgia and Alabama and somehow Georgia pulls off the upset and then the SEC championship and it still ends up 1-4, I, I'm down for that. Like I, I, I would rather see that repeat than Oklahoma in the – and, and I like to root for Oklahoma secretly as a Nebraska fan. I, I have a lot of respect for Oklahoma. Um, 
so I, it hurts to say that, but I just don't think a Big 12 team gives them any sort of run. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, much to your point, Chris, I think it's going to be tough um, for them to break into it. Um, you know, I feel as though Oklahoma has obviously the perfect situation that they want. They can avenge this their single loss on their record, uh, which was to Texas earlier this year. Um, but again, I, I don't know. Is is Oklahoma better than Georgia? Um, is what it, I think yes. it comes down to. Yes, uh, Georgia would Georgia would kick the shit out of Oklahoma. And and I just think that you know a Georgia Oklahoma game. I think Georgia's going to win that thing. Um, yeah. I, you know, anytime they're going to play somebody that has remotely the ability to play defense like Texas does. Um, they're not that unstoppable. And I think when you get up into the upper echelons, um, at number one, number two, number three, teams that know how to play defense, um, you're not going to be able to gunsling your way out of a matchup with those caliber of teams. So um, I actually, you know, in my predictions for this week, I like Georgia to actually beat Alabama. Um, not by a lot. Um, I'm going to give them six points. And okay. um, I think – that uh, you will see a one-loss Alabama team um, not fall out of the rankings, but then I think Alabama does what it always does, retools, puts a fire in their belly, and goes out and just wins this thing outright. Wow. All right. I could, I, college football is a funny thing at this, at this time of the year. Um, I, I, I think – fuck, I don't know, man. I think Alabama never loses. I really don't. I think they win. I think they beat Georgia in the in the SEC championship game, yeah. I, and, but then you got a real shit show back there then, because then really technically Georgia should fall out right, and then you got who else goes in? Who falls into that number four seed? I, I think you got to give it to you've got to give it to if if Georgia loses for some reason, and let's just say they get blown out. Let's say it's a forty point blowout. Tell it's not going to be that. It's not going to. I, I mean, but we have to look at the nightmare situation. I think if it, if it's if it's a huge blowout loss to Alabama. Uh, I think you just – you cannot deny Oklahoma. And everybody's going to say they don't play defense. That's Who, it. They don't. I don't want to see them in it. But here's, here's the thing that matters. They win football games. And that's what matters at this stage in the game. You want to get the best matchup, but you also cannot deny the teams that are playing the best football. And if Oklahoma goes out there, wins the Big 12, sitting at number five, Georgia loses and loses handedly – you got to give Oklahoma their shot. You can't deny them it. I mean, you can say what you want about their defense. Hey, if they decide not to play defense in their bowl game, then that's on them. But you can't deny them the fact that they are a high-powered team. They score a lot of points. They win their football games. You got to give them a crack at Alabama. And if Alabama blows their doors off, then so be it. But that's the most deserving team. I don't think you want to see an Ohio State in there. Am I wrong? Uh... I would not yeah. want to see this year's Ohio State up against Alabama. I think for, that's just a waste of time. Yeah, but for the sake of the Big Ten getting some exposure, maybe it ends up being very negative exposure. I think you want to put him in there. I, I don't think you want to because I think right now, and especially with the storyline that, that is under the surface in that game, if you get an Oklahoma-Alabama matchup, you've got literally the top two contenders for the Heisman going at it, and I think that's what will settle your Heisman race. Uh, right there, if that's if that indeed ends up being the matchup, you've got Kyler Murray for um, Oklahoma, you've got uh, Tua on Alabama, and that that's the matchup you know I think everybody wants to see, and uh, that's what it that's what it should be in my my opinion. I don't think you can deny Oklahoma uh, because they played a much better game of football over the course of the season than I think Ohio State has. 
I like I like to watch Kyler Murray. He's fun. He looks like he's uh, he looks like he's in a like a sped up video game when he's running past guys. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And speaking, uh, you know, we'll keep it Oklahoma focused. Um, have you been watching the the news with uh, you know former Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield and uh, the comments he made about Hugh Jackson this week? I have, and uh, my buddy is a Browns fan, and we were talking about it uh, just yesterday. And we were both uh, commenting on how much we really liked how he said what he said and what he said. Uh, I like it. It goes back to the whole swagger thing for me. I like that swagger for my quarterback. I like the fact that he was talking shit about Hugh Jackson joining, uh, joining up and playing uh, or coaching for Cincinnati and saying, you know, they're a division rival. We play them twice a year. So, yeah, of course I got beef for them. Like, I like that. That's the kind of fire that the, that the little brownies need. They need to start acting like they're tired of getting their asses kicked and, and start going after the, the – and I guess Cincinnati's not ever a dog in that division, but go after the Steelers. Go after the Ravens. Be be controversial. Like, have rivalries. Like, that's your in-state division rival. Yeah, go get them. Talk shit. Talk shit about the coach. Like, I like that. I think that, that adds that, that bravada. I, I like that shit. Yeah, see, I – Opposite side of the coin. I fucking hate it. Um, Baker Mayfield is an overpaid baby, if you ask me. Um, here, here's, here's my deal, dude. The guy got fired, okay? He's got a three in 36. I'm not 100% sure. Don't hold me to this uh, podcasting fans out there, but I think he's three in 36 and one. What other job is this guy going to take? I mean... He's got to get it. He's got to take a job. He wants, he's competitive. He wants to be around football. He wants to continue to have some type of influence in some organization where football is the, is the, the big deal. And, you know, Marvin Lewis, who is a longtime colleague of Hugh Jackson, gives him the opportunity and he takes it. You can't hold that against the guy. This is not like he just simply said, Hey, I'm leaving my job. See you guys later. And then goes and joins the Bengals, which I would understand. Yeah, hate the guy all you want for that but he got fired. What was he supposed to do? It's like if you work at Coca-Cola, you get fired, and then you go work at Pepsi, and now your buddy's going to hate you because you work at Pepsi? It was the job that was available to you. No. Baker no Mayfield, you, you, hate Baker, him for, you hate him for working for a competitor. Baker Mayfield's got to grow the fuck up, dude. I mean, this is, not, this is not a situation where he just walked away from you. He was fired. He was told to get out, and he needed to find a job, and he found a job. It just so happens to be at a rival grow the fuck up, be a man about it. You don't even need to say anything about it. You know, be super competitive. Say, I, I don't care for the Bengals. I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to try to whoop their ass. You had beef with Hugh Jackson. Okay. You had beef with Hugh Jackson, not anybody else. The beef was between you and Hugh. That's man to man. That's not something you need to be airing out in a, the, the news forum. Um, because you just, you're, you're frankly just out of line with that. And I think, Again, it goes back to Baker's immaturity, planting the flag at uh, Yeah, Ohio. you know, it's not very quarterback-like <laughs> of him. It's not what Tom Brady would say. It's not what Roethlisberger would say. It's not what, it's it's about not, it's not what franchise up. quarterbacks say, but it's I about don't care. I like it. Up. No, I like it. No, it's I, about being a grown-up and realizing you're in a business and being a professional. There, it, it's okay to have personality. Yeah, it's but okay. he's also it's, trying it, to change a culture. He's trying like, to be a change be like, leader. Be like Jalen Ramsey and talk shit about the competition on the field. What does Hugh Jackson have to do with the Cincinnati Bengals? You should be more amped up about Andy Dalton or anybody who got cut in preseason and just decided to sign with the Bengals than you should have a guy who got fired 
needed a job and just so happened to go to the place that was going to give him a job. I don't know anywhere you're going to go with a three thirty six and one record. And they're going to say, yeah, come on. We love to have you as our head coach. You haven't made it work in Cleveland. Please come well, and they didn't bring him on as a head coach. They just brought him on as a, some sort of advisor or coordinator role. I think. Yeah. Special advisor, but I'm, I'm just saying, but he's, he's talented to... as fuck. I mean, he did some good shit when he was a coordinator, I think with the Raiders before they gave him a head coaching job. Like he's got talent. Absolutely. It's just he's Absolutely. not a head coach, but no, I, I like I like Baker Mayfield trying to be a change leader in that culture in 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 Cleveland. Like, like they're they've been fucking losers for a real long time, and it's gonna yeah, take what some is attacking, some What swagger. does attacking Hugh Jackson do to change the culture about going on the field and beating the asses of the other fifty three players well, because, on the other sideline? Because Hugh, attacking Hugh a, Jackson doesn't do that. It sounded like he just was a shitty guy to have like as a head coach. He like and so what? They, okay, he's a shitty dude. He got fired. You call don't have out. to deal with that anymore. What, what is there to call out? He's not on the field. He's not calling plays. Yeah. I mean, if anybody, be pissed off at Todd Haley. He ran your fucking offense that sucked. Yeah, yeah Todd I Haley, mean, he's, he's a notorious dick. But he hasn't said shit about Todd Haley. And I, I think Baker's just got to be very uh, aware of the culture he's in in the NFL because his comments are just completely immature and off the cuff because he doesn't even understand what's going on. Let's say he gets cut tomorrow. Nobody wants to give him a job, and then here come the Bengals talking about, we make our starter quarterback. You don't have to sit. You'll come in, study the playbook. We'll give you a week to prepare, and then you're on the field. Is he not going to take that job? Because um, he's such a competitor? I think you know, he, yeah. he's not looking at it both sides of the coin. If, he was, if this was him, and he had the record, and he was getting bounced from Cleveland, and the Bengals were saying, hey, come, we'll give you a starting quarterback job – Hell yeah, you're going to take it. Right. So, I mean, you know, he just really needs to grow up and think about his comments. I understand he wants to be a competitor. I understand he wants to have that drive. But this is this is grown man business, if you will. And Baker needs to stop acting like a little fucking baby and wow. realize that people's lives are a little bit bigger than football and they have to take the opportunities that are presented to them. With that being said, let's move on to our next topic. Is Hugh Jackson in your family? Do you know no, him personally? No, I, I, you really, you really stick it up for that son of a bitch. He, he's in the Black Guy Network, man. Of course, I know. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. So you know, um, <laughs> um, you know that that's that's all I have to say about that. Okay, you, you're you're very strong. You're very strong willed about Baker Mayfield. I, I I just think you know he's shown a long streak of immaturity. He's been going back. You know my my issue started with the flag planting at Ohio State. I like that. See, I like that swag again. I again, thought that was cool. Unnecessary because you know you you beat them. You know you got to have a little bit of class in what you do. No, sometimes sometimes like going. Listen, to man, State, talk talk. Go in that locker room and when the pre- and when the press you're in front of the press or whatever you have the opportunity, talk your shit. Jalen Ramsey does a great job of it. I love the shit talking coming back, like the age of T.O. I love that, you know, calling a player out and saying they're absolute trash and then having to go up and match up on the field with them and shut them down. That's what I love. That's competitive nature. But you're attacking somebody who's not on the field, who was fired, not, not the same as just, hey, guys, I'm going to resign my position and go join the opposition. You know, these are two different things. Competitive nature on the field is one thing, and then – you know what yeah, happened? But I don't think Jackson's you get one else. without the other. I don't think you get one without the other. I think they come together. I think I, you just have to know which is which, and that takes a little bit of maturity, which Baker clearly doesn't have. So moving on. Um, right. 
you know, we got some love. Uh, uh, well, I think it's love slash hate. I think we have frenemies, Chris. I think we officially have reached the point in our podcast where we have frenemies. Um, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Twitter going ons, but uh, our friends at Everything Reviewed have been taking uh, some veiled shots at us. And I'm they're, feeling some sort of way, man. They're not so veiled. They're, they're pretty brazen. Um, I was trying to keep up with it on the train today, but service was in and out. And I was I was laughing pretty hard. They uh, they're some witty sons of bitches. Uh, so they did. They just did a podcast. And if you haven't checked out uh, everything reviewed, uh, check these guys out. Um, they are absolutely uh, a fantastic podcast. I actually listened to their new episode today, um, which was actually about uh, Jack Black. They reviewed Jack Black films, uh, Tenacious D. Apparently, he did a video game at some point in the past, which I didn't know about. But um, they they did a great podcast, but you know, man, they totally dropped the ball for me though. I mean, it, it was good until the fact that they didn't talk about Jack Black's most Oscar-worthy performance, and I'm not talking about High Fidelity or Orange County or even School of Rock. If you're a true Jack Black fan, you'll hop in my time back, you know, my my time machine here, and go way way back with me here uh, to the early '90s. And if you remember, uh, just a little small indie flick. That was fantastic, well-produced. I think Jack Black gave an Oscar-worthy performance. But the movie I'm talking about, folks, is Airborne. And it was absolutely Jack Black's greatest work. I don't think he got enough credit for it. I loved that movie when I was younger, and I think it was a miss on their part. They should have talked about it, because I think you can't talk about all the success he had without talking about some of the beginnings. And I think that was one of his best movies, and they missed a golden opportunity to talk about that. So just a little critique for you guys. Over at Everything Reviewed, we love you. You guys are great. You're supporters of our podcast. We listen to you. You listen to us. But come on, guys. You got to make sure you do the research and talk about Jack Black's greatest work. I've never seen that movie. Well, dude, do yourself a favor. Hop over to Amazon. Download it. Watch it. Rent it. Do whatever you got to do. It is fantastic 90 cinema. It is obviously very dated. Does not hold up well. But... You remember the 90s just about as well as I do. I think you'll get a kick out of it. I think it's a hilarious movie. Um, Jack Black has a very comedic role in it, and I think you know, he did a great job in it um, for the time that he was acting. So um, go over to Everything Pod, guys. Check them out. The great podcast. Um, very funny guys. Um, and I believe they're from Nebraska, too, or one of them's from Nebraska. So um they did a great job with it, but uh, guys, come on, do your research next time and make sure you talk about all of the hits. Got him. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they've been throwing some shade our way, man. We've been trying to get, you know, spread the podcast love, and they've told somebody, I forget, they told somebody uh, our podcast was not that great. And so, you know, I had to step my meme game up and just let them know, you know, we're not going to take that line down. Yeah, they uh, they're funny as shit. They said the uh, they said go ahead and listen to theirs and then know that ours is better. Or something they're uh, they're some ball busters. So yeah. we see you fellas and we'll step our uh, we'll, we'll step our shit talking game up. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's good to have enemies. It keeps the blood pumping. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. I think it keeps our game sharp. What else you got, Chris? What else is uh, what else is popping in the world of uh, marijuana? and free-range cattle in I don't know. Denver. I do know that Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, just came out their online version, so that's going to be uh, 
something I'm looking forward to here in the next couple of 20 or 30 minutes in my life. Pretty excited. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Now you can actually finally go around and like form gangs and rob people. And... Yes, and I've already got a gang. I've got a gang of dudes just waiting to play with me, and they're, uh, they're killers, so I'm pretty excited. Crips or Bloods? Oh, oh, bro, come on. Is that even a question? <laughs> Treyway? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what any of that means. Hoover Crips? Sure. Oh, um, you know, we're down with the 214. Oh, That's so you're, you're MS-13. Uh, oh, no, 214. <laughs> yeah, we don't mess with that. We're, we're white fellows from the 214. Um, yeah, anyways, that's pretty exciting. Looks pretty complex. I hear a lot of glitches and stuff are happening right now. It's their beta version, so we'll see how it goes. Just be patient with it. Oh, betas are always the best, man. I think you know you gotta you gotta find those glitches and then nail those sons of a bitches to the wall. I heard that there's a there's a uh, a problem with boats falling out of the air in the, <laughs> uh, in, the in the modern town of Saint Denis. There's boats that just fall down onto the streets. So kind of looking forward to seeing that well it's kind of funny i i was reading a review and it was kind of back to what you said i heard there was a problem with ye old timey hookers falling out of the sky and just like landing straight on your horse so did you say problem or did you say amazing adventure because that sounds way more fun ye old timey hooker yeah ye old timey a female hooker though female hooker last time i think i made it sound like it might have been dudes or something i was confused i did i don't judge you man i i love huh? i love you just the same and just you know whatever your oh, preferences it's okay we didn't even talk about dwight howard but we gotta yeah dwight howard has got to be <laughs> talked about oh god oh, <laughs> um, tread okay, lightly so, no 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 i won't tread lightly here's so here's what happened the other night what night was this uh, the night that the uh, seven overtime game, the football game was happening. Oh yeah, and Texas the, Tech. And, yeah, and then the uh, Dwight Howard story oh, came out, and and, uh, <laughs> and Zach Smith, the former coach at Ohio State, was going ham on Twitter. He's a good follow. <laughs> he starts drinking every night about eight thirty, and 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 you can set and, your watch to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about eight thirty every night he starts hitting the sauce hard as fuck and starts getting. Uh, he starts accusing people of things and slandering <laughs> folks. And I think he and, had some shit on Tom Harmon, didn't he? Did he ever? He's had shit. He's had shit on football coaches, uh, on down to regular real estate agents in his own town of Columbus. <laughs> he has he has really tipped all of the skeletons out of the closet. So while while he's having a shit show meltdown, uh, there's another Twitter battle going on between a a, a, a trans man and. Look at that. See how politically cis, correct that was cis, right there? Cisgender, Chris, if you're actually going to be cisgender. political. Cisgender. Uh, I don't know what that means. I've, I've, I've heard trans okay. man. You can Google it when the show's over, but cisgender. Okay. okay. Anyways, that uh, that had happened with Dwight Howard. Uh, that sounds like a crazy fucking story. All the, uh, all the respect or do whatever, whatever Dwight Howard wants to do, just don't. Then have you and maybe your handler, who may be your preacher, uh, go after this person and threaten this person. Uh, do what you do, bro. Own it. Uh, get your rocks off. Figure out what makes your your clock tick. We're only on this little globe for a little while. If you like, uh, if you like trans men, uh, D. Howard, go for it, brother. Um, but don't threaten to to do whatever you were going to do to this poor person. Uh, uh, don't be a shithead, right? Um, have fun. Make people smile. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think um, you know, it's it's a, it's still a shame in this country that, you know, we can't be who we truly want to be. 
Um, or some people are afraid to be who they want to be. Um, you know, well, you see why, like you see, you read all the comments on Twitter and, and all the snarky shit that was said. And he's definitely probably going to have a tough time in the, uh, in the old uh, NBA locker room, living that up. But it's like a real sense of immaturity. Like, uh, you know, that whole DL culture, that whole, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it bums me out that he has to be because he's super fucking talented. I think he's just kind of a weird cat. Like you always got the sense that he was like weird. He was kind of awkward. Yeah. He had a, he was a super good looking guy, like a nice personality, like real good smile, could jump out of the gym, like like exactly the poster boy you'd want to be. But things just didn't click for him in, in every locker room he went to. So like you wonder like what goes on and it just is uh, it's unfortunate to see that kind of thing, like be the focus of, of, of a shit show on a Sunday night or whatever that Monday night, Sunday night, whatever the fuck night that was. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think, um, you know, he's got some soul searching to do. He's got to be able to, you know, live with himself before he can, uh, you know, live and love himself um, before he can live and love anybody else. Um, so, you know, it, he's got some stuff to figure out, and I, I hope he can get that done. Um, but, you know, the the threats on Twitter, you know, the, the preacher making the, you know, let's just grow up, people. You know, not everybody is the same. Not everybody fits into some cookie-cutter mold. And if you can't respect that, just go on with your fucking life and leave them alone. Um, nobody deserves to be made fun of, ridiculed, um, belittled. Oh, no, 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 no. Lots of people deserve to be made fun of, ridiculed. Not, it, it shouldn't just be about who you like to bang in your bedroom. Like, that, who yeah. gives a fuck about that? But yeah. lots of people deserve ridicule and, and, and oh, jokes yes, at their expense. Oh, yes, yes. No, no, so ab- don't, ab- absolutely. Don't, but yeah, not, for, yeah. not for these reasons of who they love and who, who right. they choose to be with. Absolutely not. Okay, but, there. Yeah, right. no. If you, like, if you like Iowa, you deserve to be ridiculed and made fun yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you yeah. root for the Patriots, you deserve to have your ass laughed off the stage after what the Eagles did to you in the last Super Bowl. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that people deserve to be ridiculed and made fun for, but this is just not one of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is is your wife happen to be in the room next to you? Are you are you looking for a beating or what are you doing? Uh, well, first of all, I ain't nobody doing no beating on me. Um, <laughs> let's get that straight right now. <laughs> I'll put him in a headlock. Okay. I'll put him right. in a headlock, Chris. All right, all right. That's my dad. <laughs> Y'all get him in a headlock. Get him in a headlock. He's a professional. Beat his ass. Yep. Hungy dungy. Hungy dungy. Hungy dungy crew. But yeah, so um <laughs> Old D Howard. <laughs> Old D Howard. Old D Howard. I'll tell you what though, the line that wanted for me the whole night was the uh six eleven bottom. That shit had me in stitches. <laughs> God, stitches, bro. Oh, <laughs> change the topic of the no. podcast. <laughs> so, did you see there's a new Sabrina show coming out? <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so in small unrelated news, uh, if you are following the Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. No, no one is. Yeah, I think some of our fans are, actually, Chris. I've, I've received a lot of comments for my strong praising of the show, and we, no. have, some, we have some supporters out there. Um, on December 14th, they will be releasing a uh, kind of a standalone uh, special called The Winter Solstice, and I think that'll be fun. Um, I look forward to that. And... Um, you know, I, I think I got to we should talk about holiday traditions, Chris. I think it's now appropriate to kind of go back and, uh, you know, relive some of our, our, our favorite traditions of, of yore. 
Um, you know, maybe yours is ye old timey hookers, but um, yep. I, I think we should just, you know, talk about the things that make this time of year so special and, you know, kind of the hilarity that goes around uh, why they're so important in our lives. So is there anything, Chris, that you can think of right off the bat, uh, holiday traditions that you'll be partaking in with the, the family this year? Um, so, yeah, I'm not super into Christmas. I hate it. Uh, but one of our traditions is uh, <coughs> is every other year the boys get to pick the tree. So this year is the boys' year to pick the tree. Oh. And before we had kids, it was either my year or Sarah's year. Now uh, Cash has joined Team Daddy. And uh, the boys like uh, we like uh, we like our trees like we like our women. Um, Whole lot of bush know, with a little thickness to them. We like we like a little thickness to our tree. Mm. So we like a little fuller tree. Um, you know, thicker towards the bottom. You know, T H I C C. Right? Yes. Yeah. So that's how I like my Christmas trees. Um, and Sarah's different. She likes them like she likes her dudes, like tall and skinny, like me. Um, and I'm not a tall, skinny Christmas tree guy. So this year, Cash and I are kind of pumped to pick a short, fat tree. Uh, yeah. Um, that's really our tradition, I guess. We, uh, we usually, so our, under- our elf on the shelf comes around always on my birthday. He comes around right on my birthday. Okay. Um, his name's Groucho. He usually tends to make an appearance about this time of the year. So we're looking forward to Groucho's appearance and, and his nightly uh, shenanigans. I'd like to be creative in that way. Okay, so you're gonna go pick out the Rosie O'Donnell of Christmas trees? No, 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 no. Hide no, an elf around no. your house? Is that what I'm no? Is I was, that, that's not. That's not I'm more like a misunderstand Lauren, something. More no, more like a Lauren Drain, like sick. You know, or it's like the Beyonce of Christmas trees. Um, no, I don't uh, think Lauren, everybody. Lauren Drain's my girl. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram. I highly recommend it. She's my favorite follow. Uh, I wish she would follow me. Uh, shout out to Lauren Drain. Um, yeah. What is, so the, what, is, what is Macy Barber gonna say about this, man? Mm, well, she's not my girl. She's not my girl yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So that seems like some good tradition. Um, we actually have already purchased our tree. Um, so the funny story about the tree picking. Um, we go as a family and do it every year. So um, you know, we don't unfortunately get one person to have the control or one sex to have the control. We pick it out as a family. And um, last year, my wife, uh, she Clark Griswold, our Christmas tree. Um, I I think this thing might've been like three inches from the ceiling. That's how big this tree was. Just a massive, massive tree um, for our Chicago apartment. Um, So this year I told her, we got to be more sensible. I put my foot down. I said, baby, we're going to be more sensible about the tree. And begrudgingly, she actually went with me and we got a reasonable, I think a reasonable size tree for our apartment. She's still a little bummed out because it's not the 10 footer. Um, But I think it looks very nice. Um, And we had a unique problem. Um, We ran out of lights. Mm. See, we did that last year with our uh, with our 10 foot skinny ass tree. We ran out of lights. We had to go buy. Uh, and we couldn't find the exact same strand, so we had to throw all the other ones away and buy all new lights, ones. And they think adventure. they do this every year. I don't. Yeah. I needed regular Christmas, multicolored Christmas lights, and the only thing they have available is LED. So I had, yeah, we and had, they don't match at all. No, it, it's mm. terrible. The LED is go. so much brighter. Yep. And uh, it, it just was 
you know, I, I had to run out, get some last minute. I'm looking, I'm like, no, no, yes, no, no, no. These are for outdoor. These are for indoor. And it was just so hard. And then I finally grabbed them and then we got home and I realized, ah, shit, they're LED. Yeah. And the connection was weird because I couldn't plug the LEDs into the regular lights, but I could plug the regular lights into the LED. So I had to undo the whole light strand and then put the LEDs at the top. So the top of the tree is bright as fuck, but the bottom of the tree is good old regular lit. So it was a fun adventure. Um, it's at that point, you just got to roll up the olds and throw them in the trash and then just start over. Yeah, but no, here was the great thing, though. So I just took the old ones and I, like, stapled them up around the windows and ran them across the top of the kitchen cabinet. So now I repurposed them. All right, that's recycling. You care about the environment. I don't. I just threw them away. You know what, Chris? There is going to come a time you're going to bite into a fresh, delicious apple when you're about 80 years old. And that apple is going to have a light bulb in it from a Christmas tree. From, and from you re- something and you, I've thrown away. And you remember that moment, sir. All right. All where right. you disrespected the Mother Earth so much. Okay. Bastard. Yep. Anyways, uh, one of these goddamn hippies up here in Winter Park, uh, I asked for a straw today. And he told me, uh, I'm, I'm glad you'd like to see the turtles die. And I was like, listen, smartass, bring me a goddamn <laughs> straw right now. I don't care about the turtles. I just don't want to put my mouth on the rim of this dirty-ass glass. Give me a straw. <laughs> well, so he was a dirty hippie? Yeah, fuck yeah. We were in a mountain town. It was all dirty hippies. Uh, but yeah. fairly nice hippies overall. But, well, they go... If you can, yeah, hippies. If you can fan of hippies. Yeah, I mean, if you can snow tube, I'm sure the hippies are pretty laid back. Oh, these hippies were super laid back on this tube. You know, you could do anything you wanted. It was so much fun. Anything? Well, I'm <laughs> Jesus. I mean, yeah, yeah. It wasn't one of those kind of parties, but it was definitely within reason. Of you could you couldn't have took an eight ball and two hookers up to the top and just nope. Sure couldn't have. Wasn't one of those kind of parties. Skeet your way to freedom. Nope. nope. Wasn't one of those kinds of parties. Chris, it's always that kind of party. Uh, if you're with the right people. Yep. Yeah, work people maybe not, but. Well, I've got to get off. I've got this. I've got to wrap this up. This is uh, my phone is ringing. Phrasing people calling me. Phrasing, Chris. You got. Yep. You got to get off. Okay. I've got to. I've got to. All right, man. Well, what you do with your bottle of Jergens and tissues is your business, sir. Oh boy, that's yeah. not it. Well, you said you had to get off. I told you phrasing. So, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. you give the opportunity. I'm going to take the advantage. It was on the tee every single time. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going to go continue to watch the Saints just blow this fucking game. Oh, there's football on tonight? Damn it. Yeah, yeah, so go play. Damn it, I've been on a train with no, uh, with no Wi-Fi. Oh, man, I hope you set your fantasy line up. Uh, I did. I did this morning. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. All right, good, because I almost forgot, but then I realized I didn't have anybody playing in this game, so it's great. Well, all right, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I've been Daryl. And I've been Chris. And you guys have been absolutely amazing. Until next time, guys, enjoy yourselves. Later. Later.